All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna vent for a bit. You know, as you know, a lot of schools have uh, been shut down on account of the coronavirus. By the way, leave me out of it. I'm not here for this. So I can continue. <laughs> yeah, because there's enough uh, venting on my part to go around. Ari doesn't need to contribute on this one. Anyway, uh, you know, the the bottom line is this: that they, they they close all these schools, including the school, the elementary school. Um, where Ari's kids you, and my kids you. go. And, uh, you know, look, it's, it's bad. Put aside the fact that it's, this coronavirus is not affecting kids. Okay, put that aside. Uh, put aside the fact that it's just, you know, a, 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 what is it, running with the horde or whatever, following the herd. I, you know, I, we can argue about that all day long. The, they just close it down without telling us. So, you know, I'm lucky to some extent. You're lucky to some extent. You have, you know, uh, people that can take care of your kids. If, if I do. Be. Okay. <laughs> and then, so, and I, we, we, have, we happen to have a nanny. Um, so our lives will not be as affected. But there are many parents in our school who have, you know, I'm, I'm full-time. My, my wife is, uh, she's half-time, but she can be very flexible with her, her patients and such. But most parents don't have that luxury. Uh, in, in our school, and definitely not in public schools. So all of a sudden, you know, they are told, boom, there's no, no warning whatsoever. I, they didn't think for a second. Why not give us at least two friggin' days to just scramble to find a babysitter for the day or something like that? Instead, they tell us at, at the, suddenly, boom, all of a sudden, and not only that, but we're not going to be back in school until April April 20th. Yeah, you didn't, uh, just for syntax purposes, you didn't say what they did. What did they do? Close they down the school. Close the school for what period of time? Coronavirus time. Yeah, no, but how long is <laughs> Oh, it's, it's going to be a, a month and a half, basically. Right, like five weeks. Yeah, five no, weeks. No. Now, yeah. Th- there are two weeks of that. There's spring break. would have been spring break, so in right, fairness. Right, so we received notice for that. Like yeah. Basically, three weeks, boom, no no school with and you're absolutely right at the afternoon pickup they tell us and there and this is after not giving us any heads up hey we're considering these things the right, state just is a heads up these directives people are considering just be aware this might happen yeah our older son's yeah. school did that they said hey we're preparing your kid for online learning we may be closing down next week yeah but those are uh, t- seventh grade and up, like yeah. teenagers, yeah. not not because which is <laughs> well, even more likely well, well, to, to close right. It, right. Well, one of the funniest things that we heard that I thought this was a laugh was um, we're going to try to do online whatever. Now, if it's a college class, okay, maybe with an adult, but are you going to try to put a an eight year old in front of a computer for an hour and say, hey, your studies is incredibly right. dry yeah. material and and. and so far, no coronavirus um, infection has occurred for any child, you know, under the age of 12, and certainly no deaths of any kind. I mean, it's, it, the hysteria is beyond belief. Let me, put, let me put this in perspective. I had a, a conversation with a friend last night about this. Um, if, you were to, if I were to tell you four weeks ago, only four weeks ago, remember how we used to say, you know, if I, if I were to tell you 15 years from now that the greatest civil rights issue would be gay marriage or transgenderism in the bathroom, you'd say that's crazy, right? And all the things that we've been talking about, if I were to tell you that Tower Records or, and there'd be no 
music stores, there'd be no bookstores, there'd be no uh, video stores, and so on. You'd say, I'm crazy. Blah, blah, yeah, right? if I were to tell you that Donald Trump would be the first real black president, you'd say, <laughs> yeah, yeah it sounds kind of crazy. Or that Donald Trump would be president, period. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and, you know, you'd say these crazy things, but, but nevertheless, the, those things happen, right? Now, I'm going to say the same thing, but only four freaking weeks ago. If I were to tell you four weeks ago, well, let's give it a month, okay? Uh, in mid-February, that in one month, all schools would be shut down. All university system schools, at least in California, and virtually all the major universities throughout the country would be shut down. That America would prohibit all flights from Europe <laughs> for, you know, for a month. Well, that sounds cool. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but that's what they're doing. Yeah, finally. Um, finally, exactly. But, and, and, um, and that they're seriously considering quarantining all, whole, whole cities, um, among many other things going on. And the on. NBA. Oh, yes, thank that. you. I forgot about that. That they will shut down the NBA, and there'll be no uh, games whatsoever. That the South by South, Southwest South by Southwest Festival will be totally shut down. My brother was totally affected by that, by the way, for his film. Um, and that all these major events would be shut down, and that, that traffic would be like a ghost town, even on, on rush hour. Yeah, it's, I'm getting excited now, <laughs> yes. No, no. If I were to tell you that, you would say, I don't know, that, that sounds a little yeah. far-fetched, Barack. You know, it's, it's not going to be that bad. You know, people will be told to wash their hands. That's, that's cool. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll, they'll be told that, you know, if you have the sniffles, just stay at home. Be a little bit more aggressive about keeping your kid at home or staying away from work. Yeah, sure, Barack. But that, no, sir, that won't happen. Well, here we are. Here we are. Here, we, here the frig we are. Yeah. Okay? That's pure hysteria. This is a month ago. If I had said these things to you, you would say that's insane. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yeah. Now, can I make one point that Feeney said? And uh, she thought this was a really good point. And uh, I'm giving her credit. She's my wife. Yes. And I know you're all going, who would marry you? Well, someone well, did. I, she, <laughs> yeah. so, she had recently had braid surgery. She I had think, a head injury. I figured it was a drunk yeah. and stupid She marriage, said but. this. And I, I think this actually makes some sense. Um, whether it's a hoax or not, the question is, should you engage in, say, emergency buying of certain supplies uh, based on uh, the need to, the chance that you're going to be quarantined? Well, Feeney's point, and I think this is absolutely brilliant, is after what the state of California and the city of Los Angeles have done these last 20 years, why would you trust that they wouldn't? Yeah. Why would you trust that they wouldn't do something totally, insert the word that starts with an F and ends in I-N-G here, insane? Right. And I agree. That's where, <clears throat> and, and based on the fact that this city has become such a pressure cooker of insanity, with it, whether it's the, the vagrancy, the, the lane diets, the, all the pressures they put on us, why wouldn't we... If something happened like that, then expect some sort of, if we will, potential violent reaction akin to like the LA riots or something. Well, that's in one which thing. We need that, to that, be prepared that's for. one thing. You know, each each of the cities now are looking to out extreme 
the other. <laughs> right. Me uh, too. You know, me yeah, too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. But you see, like, it's not good enough to close down the schools. You know, no one's going to say, oh, well, okay, good. We're, we're done here. Yeah. No, so long as the virus is still around and there's still the possibility of infection, they will continue to find things to close down because they feel like they need to be doing something. You right. see? Stores, yeah. restaurants. Yeah. So, so they're going to close down home malls. Not that there was any business going in malls anyway, but you get the idea, <laughs> right? Uh, they're going to close down uh, theaters. Yeah. Movie shut theaters. down Amazon. It's it's dangerous. Yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. Right. Who knows what those <laughs> digital uh, electrons are doing, <laughs> carrying viruses and such. Yeah. No, no, but but they will not stop. I mean, it. it there's. Uh, thankfully, I went to a. I mean, they'll shut down concerts. So there's a concert that I want to go on that's uh, supposed to take place on April one. I got a feeling that's going to be not taking place. Um, it's like my favorite band, Wilco. It's it's going to be around. It's a bummer. It's just really a bummer. And uh, to say nothing of my, my plans to go to Asia uh, in mid-April, but it's just awful. Everything about it is awful, and this this hysteria is so absurd. Now, the advantage is that you know those of us who are not hysterical about the subject, other than that I'm I'm pissed off at the hysteria. That much I am. Uh, but where can we take advantage of this? Where can we get, get, get uh, you know, when everyone else is crazy, uh, you got to do the same thing. And the same thing here is to invest in the stock market. Right. And buy stocks that have just crashed, like airlines and Priceline. Exactly. And hotel stock. Go for it. And don't buy Kimberly Clark or Procter & Gamble right now. Yeah. They're way up here. <laughs> Wait for them. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what's going to do really well is uh, Airbnb. Uh, compared to hotels, you know, it's, uh, hotels. That I, I just I never liked hotels anyway. I always feel, like, especially if I'm if I'm alone, then it's not a big deal. But it, even if I'm with just just my wife, I feel like we're climbing over each other in a small room. Airbnb offers something else, but that's another story. Uh, yeah. it, it, everyone is trying to out and extreme the other, and every day we're thinking about what's next. I'm literally thinking now, um, you know, after today, that perhaps I'll take my key. Uh, items like this microphone, for example, our, our, our shop for producing this this podcast with me to a home because I'm concerned that they're going to seal off this building um, in a couple of days. I'm going to have to buy a huge backup system to back up everything um, right, you know, from my hard drive in our office so that I'll have it essentially at my house. Uh, I could do it remotely, but it's kind of hard. And what if the uh, the remote doesn't work, so yeah, to speak? Yeah, well, if something fails. Yeah. Something fails. Anything could fail. And it's just, it's not, I, I just don't want to deal with that. So I have to, who knows? And it's all, it'll be just like our school. You know, they'll just suddenly do it. Drop it on you. Yeah, they don't give you any preparation. They don't tell you what you're thinking. And you know how we always, on the Barack Lurie podcast, talk about what's the big picture here? Yeah. Notice how... It, you know, it's sort of a basics in business. Set expectations, meet expectations. And, you know, in psychology, are expectations in reality totally at odds with each other? And that's where you get uh, panicking and whiplash kind of mentality reactions of people. Well, if you look at the big picture, why would you do that all over the place? Well, uh, let's just answer it so simply, and they're probably going there anyway. They're trying to completely shut down this booming economy. I mean, no. Right. Well, okay. Pile so, of fecal matter, right. Sherlock. Yeah, exactly. So let's let's turn to the uh, the our great teachings from Ram Emanuel back in two thousand eight. 
of Crises and Waste. That yes, book. that's right. Yes, of and Waste. And the title you know of Mice and Man of Crises and Waste. So what did he say? He said when this thing, when the whole economy was collapsing or appeared to be collapsing uh, in late uh, 2008, uh, he said you should never let a, a crisis, a good crisis, go to waste. And he said, exploit this, basically, to the president. Like, uh, this is your opportunity to expand government. This is your opportunity to, you know, push these, uh, you know, socialist agenda items in there because, you know, this is, you know, there's nothing like fear to to get what you want. Yeah, to really get things done. Done, yes. Or Michael will get it done. Right. (laughs) Eh, Not so much. So anyway, uh, that's what we're talking about, Mike Bloomberg. Um, The uh, (laughs) Licky finger Bloomberg. Oh, that was awful. Anyway. Uh, the coronavirus, of course, started organically on its own. If, if the Democrats were actually to time it, they should have done it in September, right? Not, not in uh, January. Yeah, not while, as Mark Levin pointed out, while they were fiddling around with a fake impeachment. Right, exactly. You, you right. know, letting this thing fester so they could get blamed for it. But don't yeah. worry. After no. this coronavirus, uh, coronavirus crisis will go over, they'll, they'll find another one. Don't, yeah. don't worry, folks. It, 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 it's like Tarzan, you know? You, know you, go from one, <laughs> you, go, you go from one vine to the other. There's always another vine for Tarzan to, to swing by, right? So yeah. that's the vine theory of the, the conspiracy. <laughs> because if they don't have a conspiracy, then what happens? You know, that they, they all catch a vine and the Democrats fail. Oh, your dad has to do that as a cartoon. Yes. Different vines and they're each marked crises. And then Tarzan is Democrats. <laughs> what? They're swinging from crisis to crisis. <laughs> that's what they are. It's like the vine theory. So yeah. anyway, the point is, um, that's the way they operate. And uh, they, I, I do think that they saw an opportunity in this. And like Rahm Emanuel, he said, look, we didn't create the, the economic uh, meltdown that, that you're seeing here, but let's take advantage of it. Okay, We didn't create this virus, but let's take advantage of it. Let's say that whatever Trump does, it's either too much or too little. It'll never be perfect. And uh, the Democrats, well they'll, well, they'll know what to do. So, of course, that's what they're pushing, right? That's exactly the, the narrative that you're doing, that you're saying. Now, uh, it's very interesting. Trump, just last night, said, announced a, a very... I think draconian response to this, right or wrong, but boy, you can't say that he's doing nothing. He's stopping all flights from Europe, the continental Europe, not England, uh, from arriving um, for the next month, which, you know, it's very draconian. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, you, you can't argue that this will have a limiting impact on the coronavirus. And and fine. OK, so but boy, what are they going to do with that? They they. And they don't want to report it. CNN's not reporting it. Yeah, that. they can't call him a racist on this one. MSNBC right? is not reporting it. <laughs> Nobody's reporting it. New York Times even is thinking about it. Well, he, had a, he gave a speech, but they're not really giving details about it. Yeah, what are they going to write? Headline, Trump bans white people from coming into America. <laughs> exactly. <Right? laughs> well, what, it's interesting because, and, and I'm glad that Trump brought this up because he needs to toot his own horn. Uh, in January, I believe it was, when when the president was becoming aware of this coronavirus becoming a real thing, he clamped down on, on flights from China. Yeah. And thank God that he did, because he probably saved, I don't know, thousands of lives. You know, I don't know if it's tens of thousands, but he definitely saved thousands of lives as a result of not having a lot of people coming from China. So they accused him of racism, okay, for which they never apologized, by the way. And, and of course, Trump can never do any right. So there you go. Um, in the meantime, Europe, 
decided, because they're not racist after all, to open up the doors from China. And look what's happening. Look at, you know, there's your, your reason why Italy seems to have it. There's your reason why Iran has it. This, there's all this stuff is because they open up the doors wide, open and wide, for the Chinese to come in. And unfortunately, they're the ones who carried the coronavirus at the first go get, uh, get go. And there you have it. Okay. Yeah, now so, it's hit their senior citizen population in droves. That's yeah, it's it's terrible for them. And and, and look what's happening. Italy is totally quarantined. Um, anyway, look, America is not the only country that's acting, uh, you know, somewhat crazy on this coronavirus thing. But I will say, if you look at the entire map of the world, uh, and if you kind of, I don't know, made it color by in terms of intensity of the coronavirus impact you would see that America is the lowest intensity among all the nations. And, and America is a pretty thriving country. So the question is, why is that the case? Mm, must be that automobile and single-family house lifestyle I we think have here. I, I was going to go exactly there, that we are not uh, you know, this overly uh, public transport sort of thing. And then secondly, we did limit the travel restrictions. We did impose travel restrictions, especially from China, like I just mentioned. Those things were very effective. And you cannot argue with, with that success. Now, the, the next question becomes, okay, what are the Democrats going to do that with this? If, if they are seeking political advantage uh, with this, and they are, then, okay, look, it looks like Joe Biden is going to be the man, right? So, yeah. so can, fine. can I just say really fast that uh, I saw this morning their general message at the moment, and I know this will change as it doesn't work, but it's, it's just too funny. It says, wouldn't you prefer Joe is in charge of this? Okay. Okay, so, so, went, so you, you stole oh, my thunder. Good. You stole my thunder on this. The point is, they they're basically going to have to argue is that you know Joe is going to take care of this. You know Joe, you know he he's much better at crisis management. Really, he's going to call everyone fat <laughs> or, or, or horse face, pony face, whatever liar that who disagrees with his policy. That that you can rest assured. Right. I think you need to call nine one one. I'm hyperventilating. Oh my god. <laughs> Kept, you have that paper bag? Oh, no, they charge you for it. You don't have a paper bag. <laughs> That's true. Oh, my cents. God. I just hyperventilated thinking about that. I'm sorry. That. We'd like a paper straw. <laughs> anyway. Joe, we right. Would you like a biodegradable, uh, you know, goodie bag with that, sir? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Please bring your own cups to Starbucks. No, don't. <laughs> oh no! I forgot. Don't. Oh no! Please, sir. Please use pu- public transportation. Oh no! Don't. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 all absurd. So yeah. going back to Joe Biden, because I want to get to something else about this. The, the notion that you can campaign to say Joe's going to roll up his sleeves and he's going to get this done. Yeah, you right. got. You betcha. Okay, right. I, don't, I don't think Obama so. Obama put Joe in, front, in charge of Ukraine. We're going to have that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If anything, it's going to make people rush more to Trump yes. than anything else. I, I don't, by the way, in fairness to Joe, I don't know that any that that pointing to anyone uh, in the Democrat ticket uh, as somehow uh, someone who who would handle this crisis better than Trump. I, I, I just don't see it. Uh, okay. I just got word from Elizabeth Warren. She says that she has personal experience being affected with cholera-infested blankets. Puts her in a unique <laughs> position to deal with All this right. crisis. All right, Focahontas. We, we hear you. <clears throat> She's still ever trying to be relevant. Yeah. She I, has a plan. <laughs> I support Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm about to expire, <laughs> but my, I want my last uh, death breast to be. I support you. Okay. Anyway, doesn't matter. The, the point is, it's all insane. Now, I have a riddle for you, 
And I was going to start off with this for the, for the show. But it's a very important theme. And I will discuss, be discussing it also on my Sunday show. Here it is. Uh, and, I, and I know you know the answer. I'm so, not saying it. So, okay, so don't, don't say the answer. What do the coronavirus, the climate, the world climate, and the Joe Biden gaffe machine have in common? Answer, <laughs> the Democrats think that they can control and contain it. <laughs> they can't, okay? None of those things. They, you cannot control the climate. You just can't. The, the, the whole global warming thing lies on the premise that somehow we have an ability to change the climate, okay? And we can rescue the climate. It, it, it's so, like, breathtakingly stupid. I can't believe it. Likewise with the coronavirus, right? You, you know, if it's that hardy a virus that, that can spread that much, and if Angela Merkel is right that 70% of the population is going to get coronavirus, I think she's wrong, but she's, and she's crazy. But nevertheless, then we're all doomed. And just let the, the freaking virus do its thing. Yeah, just go to Disneyland, have some unprotected yes. sex, and crack open a whiskey. You know, you're going to die in the week or two I'm not anyway. even talking about unprotected sex. I'm just saying, look, you might as well go and get the coronavirus and be done with it. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit like they had these chickenpox parties when, when you and I were younger kids. Now they have a, a vaccine for it. But in the old days, uh, a mom would, you know, discover that his, her kid has uh, chickenpox. And she, they would have a chicken pox party so that the other kids in the neighborhood could get it too and just be done with it. While they were young. While they were young, exactly. It was yes. much better. So why not do that now? Okay, instead of like totally tanking the entire economy, let's just be done with it because if everyone's going to get it anyway, then we're just delaying the inevitable and we're only killing our economy in the process. There, there's a tremendous amount of damage to the, to the entire economy. It's absurd. Okay, so... And then controlling the Joe Biden gaffe machine. Okay, what do I mean by that? <clears throat> so, so the Democrats, especially Joe Biden's handlers, are trying to do whatever they can to make sure that his speeches and his rallies, uh, you know, when, when 20 people show up, of course, um, <clears throat> that, that he's limited to seven or so minutes, right? No more. <laughs> because, God, no, you can only have so much. But even then, they can't control him. Can in seven you? minutes, wait, yes. you, can, you can do a lot of damage. In seven minutes. Ask uh, Smokey. Ask Mark Furman. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Ask uh, Smokey whatever the bear, right? You know, yeah, you know right. just light one match, right? It's, that's less than seven minutes. The whole forest fires yeah. go up in smoke in that moment. And that's Joe Biden. And then even when he's not speaking, you know, it's it's not done. Then somebody asks him a question while he's walking away, and he just practically punches them. And sniffs his boy of his hair and punches the guy oh in the face. Oh my god, it's it's hysterical. Like, yeah, what? and pretty soon he's gonna get so senile he's gonna sniff some guy's hair and punch a woman in the right. face right. any second. And can you imagine his convention speech? How long? How long do those? Set? You know, they set like ninety minutes aside for one of those. Yeah, imagine done in seven minutes. The balloons fall in the. the, the <laughs> okay, thanks. How Bye. much programming do they have to fill? Joe, you've been great. Okay, bye. How about that for Joe, everyone? Let's hear it for Joe. <laughs> it's like when they, they sent out that guy um, when when Hillary lost, right? Instead, of, what was his name? Podesta. Yeah. John Podesta. They sent him out instead of uh, Hillary Clinton to talk to the masses yeah. because she was in. in she was covered with cake. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> she was in total meltdown mode. You know, she was uh, un, un, what is it? Unassageable or whatever it is. Um, the point is. It's they can't control Joe. They can't control the climate. They can't control the coronavirus. Okay, and you know what else they can't control? They can't control the economy. 
Okay. Now, this is a theme I noticed, and this is why I'm, I'm, I'm not even saying it as a joke. I'm saying it as now as a study in, the, in liberalism. The very core of liberalism is leftism, I should say, and socialism, communism, and basically the Democrat Party of today is that they feel that everything can be controlled. Okay? The economy is such a great example of that. When they vote for somebody, uh, they feel like he's going to be the guy that's going to run the economy. Like, in their, in their mind's eye, they think that he will enact just the right laws and, and just the amount of regulations at just the right time, and, and boom, you'll have this fantastic economy. He knows what to do. Right. He's rolling up his sleeves. He's, okay, we're going to move over the uh, iron ore over here right now, and uh, we're going to get the um, platinum uh, for the uh, watches and such over here right now, and then we're going to move over here. And you uh, make the toilet paper. Okay, great. And, and, and right, it's command and control economy, and they think they can do it. You cannot control it. You know, didn't you, le- didn't you learn anything from Jurassic Park uh, people? I mean, you know, nature finds a way and all that stuff, right? That's their theme. But, but, but when it comes to actual life, they, they, they don't really apply that. Uh, it, it's such a – and you can talk about many other different things that they do. Like, for example, uh, this notion that you can control uh, human nature and sexuality, right? I mean, that's a good example. Uh, well, I, you know, I feel like a woman and all that stuff. <laughs> Boom. You know, this is it's, – it's all about controlling somehow that – Oh, they want to control your language too. That's what I meant. Like you, you should say Chinese food, Chinese virus, Chinese checkers, Chinese firecracker. No, how about Chinese how about he or she or they? Oh right? yeah, that or Jay and all that stuff. And 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 you can't say and you can't say heterosexual. It's cisgender now. And yeah. and then next, yeah, and they're they're on top of you of how to think and how to talk and everything else. I mean, and my, my arms are waving by the way right now, like 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 a like a puppet master. Wow. It's it's crazy the, the, the things that they think they can they can dictate terms of. This is the way you should think, and and, and oh, and you're a racist, of course. It goes without saying. You're also a homophobe, and uh, anything that you say that they disagree with, it makes you racist. And you need to change your ways. And there's toxic masculinity. It's all about controlling the narrative. Everything yeah. is controlling the narrative. Right. Okay. We'll control children's sports. Everyone will get a trophy. And, and why oh. shouldn't they think this? Obama told them for t- eight years that he wasn't resting. Remember? Right, exactly right. You know, well, he was on vacation the whole time. But, you know, I will not rest until <laughs> fill in the blank here, all right, fill all right, the blank right. there. No, but, but, but on more serious levels, even, for example, the way that a man approaches a woman. Yes. Uh, you know, there are all sorts of rules. You have, they're controlling that, too. Like, right? Uh, may I please now touch your breast? You know, yes, you may now elevate to that level. Yeah, don't say anything about what you see of her. Don't, yes. Don't oh, yeah. make any complimentary statements uh, about appearance right. because that tells her she, you think she's stupid. Yeah. Don't talk about her intelligence because that says you think she's ugly. Don't talk about this. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, so you, can't, you can't win. They're going to control everything. And, and that's, you know, that's in the romantic arena to the extent that romance even exists anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the employer-employee relationship. Don't get me started about that. You know, when you, when you interview an employee, you, the things that you cannot ask are beyond belief. It's like, oh, did you have a long drive to get here? You can't ask that because that suggests that, you know, you're inquiring as to where they came from, and that might be from a poor area, for example, or how long a drive it may be. Um, and, you know, because to you as an employer, you're curious about how long a commute it is because if it's too long a commute, then they might be tempted to find a job that's closer. You know, you know um, when people leave my office, you know the number one reason why they leave my office? Because, because of the commute. Because the, <laughs> the commute that they've chosen 
they start off, they want the job, right? right. Because they either they're hard. The LA traffic reality intrudes, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So, and yeah. I say, look, I see that it's uh, you know an hour and a half, two hours, and I'm thinking, is that going to be a problem for you? Because that's a long, that's three to four hours a day in the car. Yeah. I hope you have a lot of books on tape or whatever. And oh no, no problem. You know, two months later, oh, this is really killing me. I found another job near me. Thanks, thanks a lot. Is a question I was not allowed to ask, right? But that's the. You know, had I been able to ask that question, I would know. You know, the, but who, who gets effed in that situation? Me. All right? So, but anyway, they, they get to control the way you speak to your employees, employers. And, and of course, the employees can say whatever they damn well please. But employers, they, they have to watch their mouths. You know, we're right. Thank you. Okay. Really? Yes. I didn't know I could. <laughs> this could be fun. Yeah, you're not my employee, dude. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah, this doesn't right. apply to consultants. <laughs> That's right. AB5, AB5. <laughs> That's right. Well, who knows now? Jeez Louise. Job killing measure. <laughs> Got to make sure that's less than whatever per year or yeah. something. Um, and, and so every, everything, they want to control everything about it. It's, it's a controlling um, mentality that they have. And that's why my joke, I think, is a, is a correct one. You're you're about as able to control the coronavirus as you can Joe Biden yeah. and his gaffes. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Or your bowel movements after eating a pile of celery. You know, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah. Or or, or you know, oh, I I, I don't want to have, uh, you know, I don't want to have a hangover after drinking, a, you know, binge drinking the night before. You know, really, you think you can't do that? These things happen, dude, and and that's the way it is. But they want to control everything. Now they might say, in you know, in response. That that is so unfair. And on the contrary, what are you talking about? You know, and and I don't like this, Barack. But the, the liberals are all about you know, uh, ample sex and any kind of sex, and uh, they're not controlling your sex. Oh yeah, you really think so? Yes, they are. You know, look at the Me Too movement. Look at everything else that's going on. Of course, they're trying to control the the way we interact with each other on a day to day basis, and they're we're told to feel guilty about being white for and not just to, to be a man, but to be white. Uh, and, you know, at least we're Jewish. We can say that we have some sort of minority status here. Right. We're woke. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but uh, but if you're a Christian, oh, God help you. A Christian white male, heterosexual. God forbid. You know, that's like the worst, the most demonic thing you could possibly be. Yeah. There's uh, one of my predictions. And this is but they, try, sound- but they try to control the way you think. Hold on. So they go, you, you go to these colleges and then they sit with you and they tell you this is the way you should think about yourself. I feel bad about being white because, and then you're supposed to fill in the blank. And th- this is, uh, it's, it's not just, you know, control of the language and such, uh, control of, uh, you know, coronavirus and the climate change and all. It's also control of your, of your thought process. They want you to reorient your entire way of thinking. I'm t- trying to tell you, it's the party of control. Yeah. That's what, the, what, what it's all about. And what's happening with the coronavirus reflects uh, this control uh, attitude. Okay, if 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 this were a uh, hundred years ago, and you could say, yeah, you know what, there was a Spanish flu about a hundred years ago. Uh, the way we responded to it was actually not not that bad, given that the whole world. Uh, I don't. There are so many millions of people who died from the Spanish flu. Yeah, one out of every six person in America died. I mean, 
Staggeringly high numbers. But it was much smaller than it was in Europe. Oh, yeah, it was Much smaller. But still, it was staggering, and you know, a number of factors. Uh, no modern medicine. No modern speaking. medicine, and uh, the cleanliness aspect was a yeah. really big problem. So yeah, and people, people, get it. people in, two things were happening in America. I don't know about Europe. The, well, World War One is happening in Europe with this, but in America, there are stories that um, because there were World War One. Kind of a, a pep rallies everywhere. People were urged to lock arms and sway and sing together, and that's how it was spread by you know people people being all up into each other's space and business and touching. Right. And then people would go like to baseball games and do the same thing yeah. and come home and two days later drop dead. Right. Look, it's a it's still a very different game, and the way we you know have to deal with this, we can either decide to completely change, reorient our, our, our economy uh, as we're doing right now and being crazy about it. The, the market has tanked, what, 7,000 points or so? Nine. Oh, God. As we speak, it's probably another 1,000. Uh, anyway, so 9,000 points has dropped. In and, like two weeks. Yeah, it's, so it's insane. It's, it is staggering. And uh, that, uh, you know, it, it, for what? To, to protect us from what exactly? Because um, if, if you do get it, um, you know, and some notable people have gotten Tom Hanks recently announced that he got it and his wife. Um, and it's, you know, I feel for them, but they'll get over it. They're not going to die from this. Uh, they're self-quarantine. OK, fine. Great. But nevertheless, you know, it's not the Spanish flu. We're not going to all collapse out of this. Uh, even among the elderly people <clears throat> who may get this, it's uh, instead of it being uh, what is it? One point one percent chance of you dying if, if, if you get it uh, being younger than 80 years old, uh, which is, you know, we wish it were zero, but um, it goes up, at, you know, like to 10%. So one out of 10 people who contract this, who are over 80, they might die. Yeah. The, okay? one, the one danger is people spreading it to elderly. That's the That's only the major danger. acute danger. And the other big distinction between this and the 1918 is the 1918, if my memory is accurate, Killed the people who were uh, in the healthy, um, in the middle of their lives, the healthy range people, right. strong men. It wasn't killing the very young and the very old. This is only killing the very old. Yes. It's not a pleasant infection, but only lasts two or three weeks or whatever that time right. is. And you'll recover provided you don't have uh, respiratory problems. Right. Listen, you just got to live your life at some point. You cannot live in a way where it's totally risk free. Look, the chances of you getting this virus, um, uh, sorry, for you dying from this virus, okay, or otherwise being permanently maimed somehow from this virus, which I've never heard of anybody doing that. Either some people have died, but very few. <clears throat> you are far more likely to die in a plane crash. Far more likely. Not just a little bit, far more, okay? And even, even more far more likely to die in a fatal car crash than you are to die of this virus. Okay, so keep it in perspective, and and if you can't do that, I'm I'm a man of numbers. I'm stuck. My mind always thinks numerically. I think in terms of probabilities. I think in terms of logic, and so well, let's compare this to blank, uh, and so I compare it to the airplane crashes and the car crashes, like I just mentioned. I also compare it to other diseases like the flu and tuberculosis and bronchitis, all of which, if you <clears throat> if an elderly person gets it. 
uh, that is likely to ramp up their chances of, of dying as well. Yeah, you've, I think, brilliantly compared to STD infection rights. But if a, <clears throat> an elderly person gets an STD, they're the luckiest elderly person ever. <laughs> I know. Woohoo! Guess what I got, honey? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you know what that means? <laughs> means the parts work. I know. But it, it is funny, though. In the meantime, you know, and we compare this. What's what's more dangerous, the coronavirus or Crump derangement syndrome? You know, <laughs> oh, uh, something that's infecting sixty percent of the population. Yes, it's far states. more dangerous. <laughs> you know, it's far more violent, right? I mean, it literally is a violent disease. Right. Uh, it results it, in a lot of ba- actual permanent maiming, right? brain injuries. Right. Uh, between the coronavirus and, and Trump derangement syndrome. You know, we were joking around the other day. It's not as if the coronavirus, you know, makes people into zombies, right? Where, like, you saw World War Z. <laughs> like, you know, that's the that's the idea they want to convey, the Democrats yeah. at least. So, but but Trump derangement syndrome, yeah, you betcha. They look like zombies when they go out there and start fighting everyone uh, because they're crazy. These people, it's a truly violent. A disease, right? Okay? And, it's a disease and, of the mind, of course. Yeah, and it clusters. Like for instance, <laughs> on election night in California a couple weeks ago, you know, March third, yeah. there's a place called the Bernie Sanders Cafe. If you happen to know where it is, so the Bernie Sanders people were having a election night party there. So literally, the zombies with this disease cluster together on <laughs> <en> mass. Right? <laughs> you know, they they attract each other. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, a lot of things are going to happen as a result of this. Uh, you know, things always change once there is a. Uh, I mean, just for example, and I don't, I don't want to drill down. I'm just going to give an example. Policies that are enacted uh, during the Depression, for example, have ripple effects. You know, even today. So, for example, the whole notion, the reason why. Uh, employers offer health benefits. Do you know why? Yeah, because they were there were caps on spending for salaries, right? And they had to offer something else to attract a competent worker. Bingo. So so they did that, and suddenly it became kind of like in the in the mother's milk. You know what sort of health benefits do you offer? Like, and I I have to say none sometimes, or you know I try have to create be creative to help people out, but. You know, I'm not like. I was just know, saying. I, I, I'm not. I'm yeah. not Amazon or anything else like that. I mean, right. come on. Dude. Anyway, the point is, it has ripple effects. <laughs> and likewise, what are the ripple effects of this? I'll tell you. Okay, it's going to decimate movie theaters. Okay, it'll uh, also change. And this is a good thing, by the way, because right now I'm looking at at a CSUN uh, billboard right now. By coincidence. Uh, they're closing down. UCLA has closed down. I think all the UCs have closed down. All the Ivies have, yeah. And, and all the Ivies. I don't know about Stanford, but I know Harvard has and Yale has. And so they're going online. Well, guess what? What do you think that's going to happen? If it lasts long enough, people are going to say, you know what? We can do this. Yeah. This online. Hey, thanks for giving us a trial run. You know, it was based on an emergency situation. We got all the bugs fixed now associated with uh, internet learning. And so let's go for it. Uh, and suddenly, you know, there'll be they'll, people will wonder why why can't we do this all the time? Right, I can take my woke women's studies class yes. online. I don't have to why be there and be harangued by the heritage in person. They, they don't even realize what they're doing to themselves. Yeah. It's funny, like okay, now I'll come back to the class because we really need. But you said it was okay to do it. At home. Right. One I saw is the governors, I believe, of Washington and uh, Oregon expressed grave concerns about their burgeoning homeless populations. Now, another thing about this is 
Why are they quarantining and closing down places for the healthy and the san the, the people who follow basic sanitation? Why aren't they rounding up the homeless right away? I know of all people, of you all think, people, yeah, they, they would be quarantining them the most. It's a, it's well, we talked about this the, the other yeah. day about how all these different factors that go into uh, how this coronavirus uh, bears bears naked or shows the naked lie of liberalism because all of a sudden all those disposable cups they're all the bomb right yeah, all those slow uh, trickling water uh, spouts yeah. and sinks where yeah. you're supposed to wash your hands vigorously right. trickle 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 <laughs> yeah suddenly <laughs> you need a lot of water yeah, yeah. So suddenly uh, public transportation sucks and cars are are awesome right yeah, and paper towels paper Boy, towels yeah. are great all of a sudden you know you need that I mean, everything that, and then homeless is one of them, right? So this notion of letting all the homeless come in and all that stuff, well, guess what? They, they are just a breeding ground for coronavirus, among other diseases, of course, including leprosy, of all things. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just, oops. Yeah. So, and all these old diseases that we thought were once extinct, but no, apparently they're still alive and well. So it's, it, it, the coronavirus is now laying bare uh, the vapidness of liberal thought. Okay, it, it just doesn't work. And when the, when the rubber meets the road, you go to the conservative uh, position because that's the one that's going to work. Look, I'm going to wrap this up by saying this. Uh, last night, I went to a, um, an event for Candace Owens. She's the featured speaker for the Jewish Republican Alliance. I loved this speech. She was fantastic. I, I thought as I was driving down and you know, from the west side of Los Angeles to uh, Woodland Hills, if, if you're outside of Los Angeles— at, at 5.30 in the afternoon, that is – you better plan for a two-hour drive, okay? Yeah, it's basically like a drive from New York to Cairo. <laughs> yeah, it might good, as well. With good traffic on the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> it's going to take you a while. It's going to take you a while. So that, that, is, that is what it's like. It is so maddeningly difficult, uh, and it's only 12 miles. Yeah, and that's with well, ways, by the way. Yeah, with ways. Yeah. Right, right. But basically, you can only go one way. You have to go through 4 or 5 to the 101 and so on. It took me, instead of the two hours that I budgeted for, it took me 45 minutes, okay? It was like smooth sailing. So I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to this event. They haven't canceled it yet. I, I assume that um, the JRA, uh, you know, is all jiggy with this. But it'll be, uh, it'll be very spotty. It won't be a full crowd. Uh, it'll be like maybe one-fifth the people that they expect to attend, the, the brave and the courageous ones, like me, right? Ari, I get there. It is packed. It is standing room only. It's we conservatives and that that are there and we're comfortable with life. It, it's it, it's such a it was so emblematic of the difference between the conservative attitude and the liberal attitude. We went there. We showed up in droves. We shook each other's hands. We patted each other on the back. I think there was one mention of coronavirus. Uh, and that was by Candace Owens herself, as she said, "Wow, you're so brave." You know, she she said it in a mocking way, so brave to be here with coronavirus, you know, you know, beating down at your door, and we all laughed, and that was it. And the rest of it was about the realities of of our modern day society and such. It was fantastic. It was I was so pleased to see the crowd, you know, so full, and it was just a, a joy all the way through. Uh, likewise, with all the conservative events, Trump rallies, I think what he's going to do, he's going to say, I'm going to continue holding these Trump rallies. Yeah, he'll put them on hold for a couple of weeks. 
you know, let this situation calm down. And plus, also, we're in the political silly season. The Democrat thing, it's over. Okay, the Republican thing is over. Right. This doesn't. None of this matters until after the conventions, and right. you're in the sprint from August to November. So, right. Why bother yeah, right now? Why bother? Anyway. Exactly. Anyway, that's the point. Is it so emblematic? This difference, right? I, yeah. I, I, I the, the panic and the hysteria is all from the left. The school closings, the university closings, and, and um, all these concerts and other great meetings and festivals and such. It's it's so insane, um, but it's all about control. They think they can control this virus. They can't. The virus is going to do what it's going to do. At the end of the day, it has its own life cycle. We we know very little bit about it. There's a vaccine. You just cannot control the future. It's as simple as that. Life is wonderfully unpredictable. Yeah, and just so you know, everyone, something's going to kill us all. Okay. Right. Well, I'd like to edit with my own words, Ari, but but it's nice. The point is that that it's it's wonderfully unpredictable uh, from our point of view. It's terrifyingly unpredictable from the leftist point of view. They need total prediction. They need total guarantees. They want to live in a totally risk-free way, and it, life just isn't that way. And the coronavirus hysteria is so emblematic of that problem. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week.